Welcome to Charity Faith Love Podcast. My name is Charity, and I am the lovely voice that you will hear on each episode. I just wanted to give you a warning. My husband tries to keep the kids out while I'm recording, but if you hear some kids destroying my house in the background, just ignore that. So let's get into this next episode. So today I'm super excited because I get to interview my husband, Tyler. And if you know him, he's not a big talker or someone to let you know all of his emotions. So this is a big thing. And I'm so excited. Um, I also feel like I should warn you that I didn't force him to do this. He actually volunteered. So before you think that I'm back here making him do it, it was his idea. So go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yes. So hi, everybody. Um, My name's Tyler. Uh, my lovely wife has been doing this podcast now for a while now. And one of the things that have been really big to me was mental health. So I told her if that's something she wanted to talk about in one of our podcasts, that I would volunteer to help her out with that. Um, but we have three loving children and live a crazy chaotic life as most families of five do. Yeah. I like how you threw in there how you did bring it up onto mental health. Cause you asked me, you're like, is there one you want me to do? And I was like, um, I don't know. I'll think about it. And this was one of them, but I was like too scared to ask you. Cause I didn't know if you wanted to just be super open with everyone who's going to listen. So thank you. Yeah. You know, it, it's definitely out of my comfort realm, but if there's one person that gets something out of this and benefits them, um, it's worth the awkwardness and the tension <laughs> I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Okay, so tell us about kind of like your life growing up and what you do now and stuff. Yeah, growing up, I felt I had a pretty normal childhood. Um, I was the baby of my family. I had an older brother and sister. Uh, We were very involved with sports and church activities, family activities, and we were always on the go. Never really had really much time to, I guess, have normal conversations about mental health and things like that. But um, not that it's a bad thing or anything like that. It's just we are always on the go, always on the run, doing different things um, on a day-to-day. Now I am currently working full-time at a bank, and I have recently started my own business um, and hoping in the near future to be able to continue to do my business full-time and be able to see where that leads me. So kind of growing up and even like, just recently in like your early twenties and things like that. What did you know a lot about mental health or were you taught a lot about it? Or is that something you just never really wanted to think of? Yeah, it's not really anything I've, I guess, ever had conversations with people about, um, you know, my parents would tell me, you know, what was right, what was wrong, you know, maybe different ways I shouldn't act or do, or, you know, things like that. Um, or not to get upset, but it was never like deep conversations about mental health and the impact it can have on your day-to-day life. And that's nothing against them. It's just, it wasn't a normal conversation, I guess, for most families growing up. And so it's something that, you know, I continue to learn about and try to, you know, educate myself as much as possible so I can pass education on um, to our kids. I think that was definitely kind of something we had to adjust with when we started dating because my family's like super open about everything and everyone. And you were always so quiet and to yourself. And I'd be like, no, tell me all your feelings. And you would look at me like I was crazy because I would always be like that. 
yeah my our family or i guess my family was definitely different we would kind of just you know i guess try to forgive and forget and kind of just move on instead of you know nitpicking on every little thing we just kind of like okay well, like it happened happened whatever like we're not gonna say anything about it we're just gonna move on and keep going yeah so as you were like growing up in high school and stuff when we got together you were already working full-time in high school so tell me a little bit about that yeah growing up i believe i started working my sophomore year in high school uh monday my dad picked me up from school and he's like okay you got an interview today and so we went over to um Court's Corner, and I had a conversation with Sandy um, Del Vecchio, and that same night I started working, and so it's just always been something. I guess that was just normal to me, you know. Even if you're tired or have a bunch of stuff going on, you just always show up to work, do what needed to get done. Um, and I know one of the things that I guess stood out was that's kind of I got most of that from my mom. She was a very hard worker. Um, no matter what was going on, she was always doing what she can to get to work, finish whatever she needed to, whether she had to stay late, bring things home, um, go in early. She was always, you know, set that example for us to work hard and do a good job. Definitely nothing wrong uh, wrong about that at all because you've always been such a hard worker, which has been good. There has been times, though, where I would be wondering when you're going to get off and come home and just take a break. And we've worked through that. Um, I've learned that that's how you function and you've also learned when to pull back and it just took us some time to get there. <laughs> so um, I feel like if anyone kind of knows you or your family, they know that you've had a lot of multiple family members that have passed recently and even not necessarily just recently, but it was always just like, I feel like one back to back, which was really hard. And I think just between you and I together in the, our time frame, we between both our families, mostly yours, but both of ours, we've gone to like eight or nine funerals or something. So how, like, how would you even go on how to like process all that? You know, that's one of the things, you know, I guess what I know now definitely would handle those situations differently. But back in the day, um, I remember with my, when my grandma Dockery passed away, um, that same night or that next day, I was ready heading back to work and everybody there was like, what are you doing here? And I just didn't know anything different. That's how I processed. I just kept busy. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to communicate or I didn't, I guess, want to process the feelings and emotions I had. And so what I knew best was working because I knew I could do that and didn't really have to, I had to have conversations with the customers and talk to them and stuff like that, but it wasn't about myself and how I was feeling. And so it was an easy way for me to, I guess, cop out and ignore those feelings. Yeah. And because it wasn't like one passing, you would get over it. It was just like multiple over and over. And then I would try to talk to you and then you would be kind of just like, no, I'm good. And I always I would deep down be like, are you really though? But I didn't want to push it. So yeah, I think one of the tough things, as you mentioned, is everything just felt like it was back to back. Um you know, I guess it was when I was in college is when my um, grandma Dockery passed away. Um, and I remember my mom being there and consoling me. And, you know, she was the one that I guess I was always most comfortable with, you know, expressing myself and, you know, being vulnerable with her. Um, but then six months later, she um, ended up passing away. And it was just a weird feeling being in the uh, same church and everything. And, you know, instead of, you know, having her there we were supposed to be mourning her and stuff like that and i just was lost and didn't know how to process emotions so as i did best i just got back to work you know whether being studying for school or um 
you know, my normal full-time job, just whatever I could to, I guess, ignore those feelings and emotions. So do you feel like you like coped any way through those or was it just like you're saying, like you just did anything to kind of avoid doing that? No, there was really no coping, you know, it's just ignoring the feelings and pushing them down and um, hoping they'd go away and, or have little less impact um, on my day to day. Yeah. So like over the years, things that have helped you or helped improve kind of your emotions and things like that, what, what have you done that you think have been helpful? Yeah. One of the biggest impacts to me was um, going to therapy um, and having that one person that, you know, was there to benefit you. They didn't know your past. They weren't there to judge you. They um, were really there just to help you and give you an understanding of why you felt a certain way or why things seem X, Y, and Z. Um, one of the things I know that I've, you know, dealt with more so recently was panic attacks and being able to communicate with people of, okay, why am I having this anxiety? Why am I freaking out? Um, and being able to find different ways to cope um, through that as well as my migraines and my flare-ups with my Crohn's disease. Um, being able to have that one person to communicate with and them having those expertise of um, the human body and how it works and processes different things and giving you different ways to handle those situations and better understanding yourself and why, I guess, those thoughts or ideas or um, emotions are coming. Yeah, I feel the same way. I really like to go whenever I went. And when I mean, I still do sometimes just to have someone that because like we, we're able to communicate with each other, but sometimes you need that one other person who's not in the situations with you and who does have, you know, the background of being able to help guide your thoughts and everything. And even I think with like us doing couples therapy has helped us a lot with communicating like our own mental health. And like when we have bad days, we've learned how to kind of help each other out, like, and know when one person, like if I'm having a bad day, we kind of know that with each other and I can just go away for a minute in the room and calm down or vice versa. And we've been able to communicate a lot better with that. Yeah, couples therapy um, was very beneficial for us. I think that's one of the things that we didn't do before we got married, and I wish we would have because it opened up um, a lot of ideas and understanding for each other. You know, we started dating our senior year in high school and um, worked through different things and got married, I guess, my right after I graduated college. or I think we were like, what, 21, 22? Yeah, so we're really young and we weren't even fully, I guess, developed ourselves um, emotionally and mentally and then trying to raise a kid and then move in together and live together. It just would have been nice to have that understanding. Um, and we might not have been fully understand all the therapy at that age anyways, but definitely when we went, I guess we were about 26, 25 when we went, um, it really opened our eyes of how to communicate and how to understand each other's feelings and instead of taking things personally or judging each other, you know, being there for that person and understanding um, kind of what they need from you in that um, moment, rather be uh, taking care of the kids a, a little bit more than you normally do or, you know, giving them their space so they can play video games or read a passage in the Bible or a podcast or a video, whatever they need to kind of regroup and resettle themselves um, was very important and one of the other things was not to take things personally um, 
you know, just because your significant other is having a bad day or, you know, not fully themselves doesn't mean it's your fault or something you did wrong. It's just as humans, you know, we have those moments, those times where we're not fully ourselves and, you know, we just need that day or that hour to regroup and, um, I guess, recenter ourselves to be our best version of ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, we still have our days. Like, I think it it's works out a lot better now because we'll just kind of like tell the other ones acting weird and we're like, are you okay? Do you need time? And they're like, okay. And then we just move on from that without making it weird or making anyone uncomfortable. Yeah. And sometimes it's one of those things where, okay, yeah, we'll have a conversation later. And sometimes it's like, no, like there's really doesn't need to be a conversation because it's not something somebody did wrong or something specifically bothering you. It could have been just, Oh, I had a bad dream. It just kind of put me in a funky mood or, um, it could just be one of those days you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you're just not yourself. I mean, I think back in the day, we wouldn't have been able to do that. We'd hound each other and be like, okay, what can I do? What, what do you need? What can, you know, just constantly hounding each other and stressing each other out instead of just being like, okay, it's one of those days. Let me step up, take care of the kids. You do what you need to. Um, and I'll come check on you um, later on. But no, it doesn't have to be the 20 question game or anything like that. It can still just be, hey, are you okay now? Um do you need anything? And then, you know, just moving on and not harping each other 24 seven, like we used to, and that would cause other arguments and stuff. Cause <laughs> as y'all, as we talked about earlier, I'm not very open and I like to keep to myself as to where charity wants to. I want to know lay. all the feelings. Yeah. No. She wants to know all the feelings, <laughs> let everything on the table, let everything be known. Um, and so being able just to know each other, how we communicate now has really been beneficial. And um, I think has helped us grow as, um, husband and wife and as parents and as people. Yeah. And another thing, I mean, we both did, like we've both been on medication in the past or recently, and it's not something that we've had to stay on forever, but it is something that we needed just in the time frame. Like I needed it because I had a lot of anxiety and stuff I was going through. And then you needed it, the same thing, or if you were having a lot of panic attacks, but, and I think it's been super helpful. And so it's not nothing bad if people need medication, but just knowing that you don't have to be on it forever either, as long as you're able to, you know, go through therapy and have someone to talk to is really helpful too. Yeah. Cause you know, one thing that we've all learned is life is not constant. Things are always changing and flowing, whether um, you're going to school or you're, you got a new kid on the way or even something's going on with the kid or family or personal. It's just life is always cha- changing. And sometimes, you know, there is medication out there that can help you process things better, you know, give you the right you know medication to help process things and there's nothing wrong with that it's just the main thing is don't become dependent on it don't use that as the only reason you're getting through the day you still need to find other outlets rather be therapy rather be working out or video games or reading whatever it is you need to find your outlet to process your emotions but don't be dependent on the medication fully so do you feel like how, I guess you've kind of touched on this, but how do you feel like you're doing now? Are you still improving? Things doing much better? Or how do you think? Yeah, every day is a new day. And, you know, I'm by no means an expert or perfect with my um, mental health or mental emotions or anything like that. But I am definitely um, in a better spot than I was a year, five years, 10 years ago. And that's something I'm very proud of. Um, I never thought I'd be on a podcast talking about mental health. <laughs> Um, never thought I would be, I guess, as emotionally educated as I am. Um, but I'm very happy with the progress I've made. Yeah. I just think over the years, it's been like a really good growth for both of us. And like you said earlier, I do wish that like we would have had that at the beginning of our marriage because maybe we wouldn't have gone through so many hard different things. But 
I think it's only been, you know, better from now. And now we know how to kind of navigate our marriage and our life through that as, you know, the years go on. Is there anything or what would you kind of recommend for someone who may be kind of going through similar situations or struggling on their own or they don't like to talk about things? What would you tell them? Yeah, so one of the things I've learned, um, there's so many different avenues, there's so many different resources out there for yourself. Um, There's apps now for mental health and therapy. So one of the things I found out is I communicate and process things a lot better through uh, messaging. So um, my last time I was going through some different things and for therapy, I used that avenue and to me it was a lot easier and a lot lot less exhausting because when I was in person, I would try to say, I caught myself just saying whatever I need to, to end that conversation and get me out of the door as soon as possible. Um, But through the messaging, I was able to stay calm. I wouldn't have any anxiety. I wouldn't have any panic attacks. I didn't feel judged or anything like that. I was just able to type what I needed to and process um, different emotions. I had to do more sessions because it took longer to type everything out, but it was very, a lot more rewarding for me um, to do it that way. But I know for like Charity, she likes to verbally communicate things and she was able to do her therapy sessions in person or over the phone or um, FaceTime. But there's also different avenues out there, whether it be working out. Um, There's gyms all over the place. There's now videos and apps and different things you can do at home and a quick five, 15 minute workouts. Um, For me, I know one of the things I like to do is I do like to play video games, um, even as a grown adult. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you don't get addicted to it and overdoing it and just, you know, doing it at short periods of time, um, rather be 30 minutes to an hour, um, just for you to have that escape, to be able to cut everything off um, for that time and let your brain just kind of have that resetting point or rather it is watching TV or reading a book, listening to a podcast. You just got to find what works for you, allows you to reset yourself, recenter yourself, and then be able to have that conversation with somebody. Um, I think, it's important in life to find that one person that you can be completely vulnerable with, whether it be um, a spouse, um, a significant other, a family member, a really close friend. Um, If you don't have that, if you can find a therapist that you fully trust and are able to have those conversations with, it's so vital um, because they're able to see things in a different light and give you a different perspective that um, your own personal experiences could be clouding and making it where you can't see the full picture that you need to see. But yeah, definitely something that just let you have like that mindless time to where you don't feel like you have to take care of kids or do your job or anything like that. I feel like we all kind of need those resetting times. Yeah. And everything's always in moderation. Cause I know one of the things that's hard for um, myself and other people is addiction, rather be you're addicted to video games, whether you're addicted to TV, um, Dr. Pepper, um, social media, social media. Um, and then that's not even like the bad things. If you can get into alcohol or misusing medication or drugs or anything like that, um, you just, everything's within proper, I guess, dosages and quantity. Um, don't, if you know, video games might help you, but don't go spend eight hours a day playing video games. Um, where you're not able to actually process and go through the different emotions that you need to. Um, like I would, you know, back in the day, I would just stuff my emotions, hide it, continue to work and whatever I could to bury those emotions and ignore them. That's not healthy either. You have to find that happy medium. Uh, okay, let me 
kind of reset myself and then, okay, how do I need to process this? Um, whether it's through a, a conversation with what's bothering you or um, it's just self-reflecting of, you know, you just need to let something go that, you know, it's out of your control. Yeah. Well, I won't torture you anymore with fun questions. <laughs> so thank you for doing that. Congratulations for making it all the way to the end of this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and rate my podcast. You can also go to my website, www.charityfaithlove.com to read my latest blog post and find where you can order my book titled, Lord Help Me.